dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Homemade Grognard here. Hope you all do well. I am. I'm doing a little, I don't know, campaign work right now on Earth. And I've this this between the COVID and my surgery, I've just been like totally it's it's put my brain in a in a spin for stuff. It's hard to work on stuff and things like that, but I still try and do it. So there's that. That's a good thing. Anyway. Thought I'd try to do a little brainstorming today, thinking about levels of technology and fantasy and stuff. But we will talk about that after this. So today, I, I don't know. I, I have technology. I'm talking, speaking mostly to the, uh, to the fantasy people, the people who run like D&D and other games like that. And there's always the problem of fantasy and levels of technology. As it, do you, how, what levels do you want, if you should let it in at all, things like that. Mostly revolving around black powder. Well, as you know, in my world, I have firearms, but they are not black powder firearms. They are like air guns, things like that. And steam, because I am very, very fond of steampunk. And I don't see why it can't come into a fantasy world. So I was thinking that if you have these things, because like I said, there are firearms, but not everybody has firearms. I mean, there there people know of them, but I think firearms are still the point where, yeah, it's really nice to have one, but they're one-off things that people invent, and nobody's come up yet to come up with some kind of company to make them, although that may happen in the near future. And as far as cannons go, you know, that that's stuff for the military and things like that. Things like pirates with can, steam cannons, they may be ex-military. You know, kind of like during the Depression, not the Depression, the Prohibition, when the gangsters start carrying around submachine guns, which were originally made for the Army for World War One, And it's all surplus. So there's that. But I was thinking... Railroads. What could you do? I'm not saying how it'll change. It'll change the landscape, of course. I mean, people will be a little more connected, but it's not like you have cars or anything. You'd still have horses and wagons and things like that, but you have steam engines and you have a railroad going through the land. Now, a lot of people don't deal with that. There's at least one dungeon adventure that I've run where the dwarves have a secret railroad inside a mountain. And I don't see why they're... See, dwarves and gnomes would be the ones to hop on this because dwarves like to work with their hands and and gnomes in my world are mechanical inventor geniuses that are... I can make them like... I can make like the dwarves engineers and the gnomes sort of engineer inventors... Things like that. But what does this... Let's think about what this opens up in possibilities for, for your fantasy world. Now, you can get a bit of the Wild West there, you know, like train robberies and things like that. But 
There's other things too. What if your what if the PCs work for the railroad? What if this took place at a time when the railroad was just start they're starting to build them? And once again, like my cattle drive, you have people who are quote unquote troubleshooters. Okay, we're gonna put the railroad through here, and I need you guys to go for a couple of days ahead of us to clear the way, take care of any problems because we have treaties and other things with other things, but we just want to make sure it runs smoothly and there's no real problem. So there's that. And that gives real good adventure possibilities. I mean, you could go crazy with this, like the cattle driver. You can go crazy with this. It'd be wonderful. And once you get the railroad through, there's other other possibilities too. What if bad guys were doing stuff like taking the rails instead of... I mean, you still have the magic and stuff. What if you had like... Like they're trying to... Somebody's trying to transport something really big and they don't want to go incognito. Somebody... Okay, this is an extreme one. Somebody drugged a dragon and put him on a train because some high mucky muck king or, or, or rich guy wants a pet dragon. And aside from all the problems normally with that, you have this railroad problem. Okay, you've magically put the dragon to sleep, and say you have a couple of wizards who tag team on him during the trip to keep him asleep. What if that breaks down? What if there's problem with the track? What if there's what if there's an orc horde who attacks the train or some kind of bandits? Some people, maybe spies from another country, from another kingdom, from where this guy is, knowing they're doing this, spying it out, and their country attacks the train to try and steal the dragon or any other valuable that's on there. So you might say, well, it's just the same thing as, you know, transporting them by caravan and stuff, only you got a train. Yeah, but the train... The train goes a lot faster and it's steam powered, which causes a lot more. What if that damn, what if that engine explodes while the dragon or other valuable animal or whatever is on there? Oh boy, what if the, the car that's carrying the animal gets derailed? You know? Okay. And then again, I, I think everybody should watch like at least a couple of train movies like. Uh, <laughs> Go back to the side there. Watch the general. Watch what happens with that when the when the northern forces steal Buster Keaton's engine, steals his his train. What he does to get it back and all that gives you endless possibilities. But something like steam, something like a train could have. I mean, yes, I think you know for all these minuses they list for things like black powder and steam and whatever firearms, there it's balanced out by pluses. It really is. You got to remember that. All right, I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to this to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com. We're monetized, 
So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, and John Allen Larch. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Grognard Podcast, Y-U-N-G Grognard, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larch's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.